What's up and welcome to Groundbreaking, a friendly original podcast bringing you the young creatives redefining entrepreneurship and introducing you to tomorrow's leaders today. I'm Jake Brewer. Let's get started. Joining us on the show today is the queen of photography, Rachel Liner. The recent BU grad opens up to us about her business and the moments that define the journey to following her passions full time. We'll be chatting about how she connects with clients and built her brand from a hometown business to international project. Guys, welcome back to Groundbreaking. I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to join us for another episode. We are, I don't like, what are we, six, seven episodes in? I'm not even sure at this point. I've been having an absolute blast. This is not work for me at all. I This is kind of just like, imagine creating a show out of just the phone calls that you have with your friends. Um, it's absolutely amazing, and I've been having such a good time, and I hope you have too, and hopefully you've learned a lot. Um, and speaking of learning, we're going to do a lot more of that today. Today's episode and today's guest are so unique, I think, to compared to any other episode we've done thus far, just because it's a whole new industry and more specifically an industry that I'm not super familiar with. So you're going to hear a lot of questions from me and you are I'm probably going to hear me making a fool of myself, but um, somebody has to do it if we're going to get uh, the stories and the lessons for you all. Um, and right before we begin, I also want to mention that we are some episodes in. So if you've got some feedback, if you have some comments you want to make, you can email jake at friendlymedia.com. Um, and then you can get in contact with me. We can talk about the show, talk about what you want to see on the show. If you have recommendations for people you want to see on the show, anything and everything is welcome. Make sure you're reviewing the show on whatever streaming service you're listening on. Um, but this isn't the only podcast you listen to, so I'm sure you know what that is like, and I trust you to support the show. It means a lot to us. Um, all right, enough about us, though. This show is not about me. It's not about friendly. It's about the amazing guests that we have. And today's guest, we were just talking before um, we officially started recording here. We were almost like laughing about like how much we knew about each other and the sort of stories of one another, but we've never actually had a face-to-face conversation. Um, and so today is going to be really interesting and really unique because I know enough about her story to hopefully guide this conversation, but I'm going to be learning so much and I'm so incredibly excited just to dive in. Um, she's a recent grad from Boston University. Um, and if you don't know, that's where I also go to school too. So it's kind of crazy. We've never actually crossed paths or, you know, what? we probably have at one point. Maybe we just didn't know it. We're both pretty busy, outgoing people. Um, she really created this beautiful brand and if you ever just want to like cry tears of joy you can follow her on instagram and just like everything that she posts will like make you nostalgic for like an experience you've never had if that makes sense um she just like creates the most like beautiful like stories and images through photos um and my little sister recently made a tiktok where she made fun of the photos that i she takes of me versus the ones i take of her and so she's probably really glad i'm doing this episode because hopefully i'm going to learn a few things myself um but my guest today rachel liner thank you so much for joining us yay hi i'm so excited to be here like you said i think it's so funny that we've like probably cross paths in one way or another, but it's our first time actually talking and I'm super excited to be a guest on your podcast. Uh, well, you were somebody that when I was 
going through, I'll be completely honest. I was like, okay, who should we have on this show? And I was like, it's like, oh my God, like Rachel is like the definition of like the college student hustler to me. Like you work <laughs> so hard and everything that you do is so consistent to like, uh, to a balance that's so admirable because you're like, you know what to expect from you, but everything that you see from you is such like a surprise and such a joy too. Um, and I think, I mean, I could compliment you forever and don't worry. I'm like blushing already. I'll I'll stop embarrassing you, but you highlight people so well, which is so difficult to do. Um, And I think you're the industry of photography and such is so crazy just because where most people are listening, probably starting like they're a focus. And we've talked a lot about on the show about how you as a creator become kind of the face of your brand. Um, Mm -hmm. but you make other people the face of your brand and you make people fall in love with your brand that way. Um, so I love that so much. Um, and I want to sort of just start off, um, by going back however long, um, in this, I don't know, however long this could have been just like a couple months ago for all I know, but when was like that photography passion just like ignited within you? And when did you like, know, like, Oh, like maybe I should invest in this. I started getting into photography uh, when I was like 12. It kind of like became a hobby of mine. Uh, And I kind of became obsessed with it super quickly. And I just started being known as that photographer girl in my town, whatever. Um, And it got to a point sometime in high school, I think I was 15. So probably about eight years ago when I was like, oh, like, I really like this. Like, this is something that I, like, this is not just a passing fad in my life. Like, I had so many past interests. Like, I sewed and I scrapbooked and I made jewelry and, like, all these different things. And then this was, like, something that just really stuck. So when I was 15, it's kind of when I got serious about it and uh, started getting photography gigs. That's, like, right off the bat, you were just, like, getting those gigs immediately? Um, My first photography job was a children's first birthday party at a gymnastics place yeah it was really cute but so I mean it wasn't like I was having any work in any kind of like consistent type of way but it was enough where I was you know starting to get word around even if it was just in my community like my mom's friends that kind of situation yeah that's that's it's so impressive. I think that takes probably a lot of confidence right off the bat too. I mean, do you, did you tell them like, this is my first gig or did you try to put up that front of like, Oh, I've been doing this for years. Um, I didn't tell them that it was my first gig, but I definitely, I think it was pretty obvious that I was like newer to the, <laughs> to the game. It's not like I had a website or anything at that point. So were you yeah. at that point was, was that the sort of direction you knew you wanted to take with photography or did you not even know that yet? Or were you just like, I gotta, I gotta take whatever opportunity is there. Yeah. Well, so the origin, like the reason I actually started my business was because I really wanted to travel, uh, in high school and, or do like these like summer trips that you can go on when you're like a teenager or whatever. Yeah. And my parents were like, super on board with me wanting to do that but they were like okay but we're not gonna pay for that (laughs) and I was like hmm I was like how can I pay for that and so that's kind of what like propelled me to begin my business and from there I kind of just was taking any opportunity I could grasp onto because I was really just trying to like fund myself (laughs) so yeah 
I I love that. I mean, you have to, I guess, build up a portfolio from somewhere. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and like when you're so young too, um, it's like you don't know exactly what you're going to be drawn to or gravitate toward, what style of photography, what genres are like fun for you to photograph, you know? Like I've photographed communions. I've worked for local newspapers. Like I've done fashion and food. So you really have to like try everything to hone in on like what you enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And I can imagine, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you probably learn a lot through different, like sort of different, like photographing different people or different situations. Um, Because I'd imagine not everybody's probably as cooperative or the ideal subject as you'd like. Yeah, I would definitely say even to this day, I, though it may appear that I'm doing just like weddings and couples and stuff on my social media, I do a lot of freelance work in other genres of photography that I just advertise differently. But I would say that doing different I don't like to keep all my eggs in one basket because I feel like it doesn't push me to continue learning. And I feel like like the way I photograph, let's say, food can help inform like how I photograph a wedding. Mm-hmm. It's only like pushing me to use my skills in a different way and inspire and something I do there could inspire me to, you know, in, in, at another gig. Yeah. You use a different kind of tool I learned, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's such a healthy mindset to have, like recognizing that there is so many different opportunities to learn and like, not just diving into one sort of, I don't know, field or just type of event. And you hit on weddings, which is probably what I associate most of your um, content with. But I love that you mentioned that you do all the freelance stuff too. And I'm curious, is that does that have to do with like, I know wedding season is a typical thing. Do you find like Mm -hmm. your business like fluctuates in demand or like through seasons and such? So I would say that I definitely fell into photographing weddings by accident. I didn't even know it was happening until it was happening. So uh, so I've always done other work that has, and so I kind of just haven't stopped doing that. And I enjoy like the other work as well. So that's mm-hmm. why I continue doing it. So I would say like definitely peak season for weddings is, um, like April through October, mm-hmm. that's like a really wide range. But I would say for me, a lot of it is in the fall um, because, I mean, we live in the Northeast. So <laughs> like it's it's beautiful here and I'm really drawn to warm colors and everything like that. So that's when I, I'm booking the most of my weddings. But I also love being able to not just work on the weekends, but also work during the week because I guess I'm a workaholic and I always need to be yeah. working. <laughs> yeah. That's, I again, I think that's a healthy thing. I love it when people are willing enough to say like, yes, I am like a workaholic and sort of embrace that um, sort of mentality. <laughs> but like, you kind of have to be like, especially when you're starting out. And I mean, in my mind, I wouldn't even say you're starting out. Like, I would say you're like full-fledged, like just running with it. Um, but I want to more towards your starting out journey. Like, yeah, when did you feel like you had those sort of like, okay, now is when I need to build like a website or like now is when I need to do like a little bit more like expansion or like now is like when, what what were those moments when you had that sort of realization? Like, okay, there's a next step here, whether it be like digital based or it be just trying something Mm -hmm. new or like building out the social or those like indicators. Yeah. So I would say that when I moved to Boston for college, so four years ago, 
I started really trying to get to know the arts community in Boston and networking with people and doing a lot of shoots with random Instagrammers and that kind of thing. And so once that's when I made my, made an Instagram, which I had never had like in high school or anything like that. And once that happened, I started really picking up speed. And um, that's when I made my website, uh, made business cards, a lot of everything up until that point had been a lot of word of mouth, um, a lot of just like the people that I knew in the small town that mm-hmm. I'm from. So, yeah. That's great. I, I'm i curious, like when you're starting out like that and you're starting to meet more people within that arts community, which is huge mm-hmm. in Boston. Um, and one of the things that I love so much about that city, what was like the, what was the piece of advice or what was that motivating factor? Because obviously it's a huge step to like say, all right, photos are going to be public on Instagram. The website's here, like mm-hmm. the business card aspect of it, because not only is that a lot of work, but that's a lot of like money to pay up front too. Mm-hmm. Um, so was there somebody that told you that that was the next step or were you just like looking at what other people were doing or like just trying to emulate that? There was a guest speaker in one of my classes, freshman year, first semester, who came in and you know, I barely even, I don't even remember his name, but I, I remember he said this one quote that I wrote down that has really stuck with me. And he said, have a lot of, he said, drink a lot of coffee with a lot of people. (laughs) And I don't know why, but I just, that really struck me. And I kind of just took that and ran with it. And I feel like it's it can be daunting to reach out to people mm-hmm. um, and to, you know, meet people who you've never met. But I just really was hungry to create and to build my business like bigger than I had ever done before. And so I think I was just really inspired by moving to a city and having all this bustling around me and m- meeting people who were interning and doing their own thing and creating their own path. And I think I just really felt inspired by that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And it's so funny that you bring that up because part of what I know of you is because of a friend of mine who I think you shot for. So I was like having coffee with my friend Maeve and she was like, oh, Mm, Rachel, like, and I was like, oh, she goes to BU too. And I was like, how, like, so it's so funny. And it sounds like you did that really well because even after I left Canvas, I was still hearing your name. So you, (laughs) you sure made your mark. Um, in the city, and I know you just graduated, which is so exciting. Yeah. I mean, this is probably you're gonna probably roll your eyes at this question, but like, what's going through your mind like right now with that? Because I mean, obviously, I don't know. Like, I would assume like you're still gonna continue working on building this business and that sort of a full time like aspect of it. Like, how do you feel now knowing that there's not that sort of like I don't know safety net of school? really excited okay good I was like I saw your eyes and I was like oh did I just like totally scare her (laughs) no No, I feel I very much so like I've been one foot in the real world one foot out for a very long time and I absolutely love college I think it was the most valuable experience for me and but I'm so ready to be like yeah two 
two feet on the ground, like running, trying to reach, you know, goals that weren't necessarily feasible because I was also still, you know, in a, taking a full course load. So I really just can't wait. <laughs> That's so exciting. And you just like have such a like, you radiate passion and creativity and a confidence that I mean, like, makes me believe that that was always there. But like, as you were building this business and such, and especially at that point where you're reaching out to people like outside of your hometown and just saying like, yes, I have this business and this is what I'm investing Mm in. um, Was it hard to have that sort of confidence because it's such a field that doesn't really have, I mean, I don't know, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but like a rubric to it. Whereas like, there's not like a very like logical process or like hierarchical like structure where it's like, oh, you move up to this position, then this position. Um, in the world of photography, I'm curious, what was that sort of like, like to build the sort of confidence and um, get out there in the community? Because you took something that you absolutely loved and then built it into a business, which I know is um, difficult. Yeah, I, I think it's really fake it till you make it. <laughs> um, yep. Or at least, I mean, I and I think that that's something that when you're young, no matter what you're doing, what industry, you're always going to have semblances of doubt. And do I belong here? Imposter syndrome, basically. Um, And for me, I, I did reach out to some local photographers in Boston, and definitely sought their guidance and mentorship. And that really helped me. But I would say that I I mean, I really believe that like you only grow by, you know, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. And that's honestly never been something I've, I've feared that much because I, I feel like it just makes me a better person to push myself to like have these experiences. And I love talking to new people. So when you go into it with that mindset, it kind of makes it easier because it's like, oh, I know I'm going to like become a better person because I'm or I'm going to learn so much about the world just by having conversations with people, literally what you're doing, you know, yeah. just by doing your podcast and interviewing all these people and learning so much. Like that's how I kind of approach, you know, going out and meeting all these new people. But it was definitely a little bit of a fake until you make it kind of situation. Cause it's <laughs> like, Oh yeah, you want a you want a family session? Uh, that'll be um like whips out a number, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. a price. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think we both understand like that value and what you said about creating um, uncomfortable situations for yourself to grow. I'm curious, like, what did that like message look like when you were like, hey, like you're reaching out to these photographers who you admire? Like, was that like mm-hmm. a DM or was that like an email where you're just like, I love what you do? Like, do you want to go to like coffee? Like, how did you or like, how do you like convince them that you as a, someone who's starting out is like worth their time? Because I think that's probably the scariest thing. That's such a great question. And I think that it's really helpful to talk about this because I think that people are often intimidated or don't even know where to even start when reaching out to someone in that way. Mm-hmm. So the biggest like advice I could give in that context is don't just reach out to people. Like, don't just be like, look up hashtag, you know, for in my situation, Boston photographer, and yeah. then just like DM all these people without 
you know, making the conscious effort to engage with them. And so what I would say is, you know, you should be reaching out to people who you've been following for a couple months or a couple weeks, engaging with their content, commenting, letting them know like how much you support their work. And yeah. then, and like letting them know who you are, you know, cause then when you do reach out to them, you're not some like rando who's just like trying to solicit information from them, you know? Yeah. And I would say like, look for the people who you feel like are trying to facilitate community and that kind of thing. I mean, for me, like now it's kind of weird being on the other side and getting messages from people. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm very willing to meet up with people, especially because I was only in their shoes not that long ago. And so, but if, if someone just reaches out to me and doesn't even follow me, for example, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, did you do your homework? Like, you know, (laughs) like, and so, or it, it, and so I do DM them, um, but I'll also send, I would DM them, but I'd also send an email if their email was like available. Cause not everyone checks their DMS, mm-hmm. but it's basically like, Hey, so-and-so like I've been following you for a few months and I'm such a fan of your work. Give them specific compliments. you the way you use light in your photos is so beautiful. And I'm constantly in awe of everything you're posting. I would love to buy you coffee um, and get to know each other. Yeah. Um, like, let me know if you're down, like something like that. Um, I would never use the words also. Um, let me, can I pick your brain? Like that's mm. kind of like, you really want it. You're trying to create a connection with this person. And so offering to buy them coffee and having a conversation that's benefiting the both of you is the goal. Right. So yeah. I would kind of frame it in that kind of a way that you're just trying to connect with them. I wouldn't say, I'm trying to learn everything I can about how you started your business. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I love that you said that I've, I've never really thought of it that way. Cause I mean, I feel like I've sent my fair share of, Hey, like, I love you, like your work, like that just to sort of break that boundary. Cause I think mm-hmm. most people like are willing and I mean, flattery goes a long way, like, um, in that sense. But I love that you say, like, think about it as a mutually beneficial thing. Um, because I guess like spending that time invests in you and where you're at now, like they now know a Boston based photographer and soon to be New York based photographer. Um, I love, I love that you say that. I never really thought of it that way as like, I don't know, picking your brain is like taking something from you mm-hmm. versus like, let's like have a conversation where we can like learn from each other. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think that's so valuable. And I love that you say that. Um, and speaking of, New York. I know, I know you are planning on moving there. Um, I don't know how soon, but, um, I'm I'm really interested because I mean, this is going to be a whole new like scene for you and you're going to probably, I don't know if you have any like sort of regular clients that you're going to be saying goodbye to, I guess it's not that far and you could always come back, but, um, I'm, again, I'm really curious what's going through your mind right now as you're relocating. Um, is that just like so exciting? Cause now you're going to be like in one of the or arguably one of the biggest like cities in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm super stoked. And, th- but there's definitely elements I have to think about in mm-hmm. moving forward and moving my business because well, so I'm from Long Island, which is outside of um, the city. And so I do have like quite a few like um, clients that I work with in the city, but oh, what I've done, yeah. What I've done over the last year though, is focus my marketing efforts in New York. Hmm. So like, if you look on my website and stuff, everything says New York city, um, hmm. because in preparation for the fact that I'll be there, because that's a process, 
you know, of making people associate you with a different city. So looking forward, it's almost going to be like when I first moved to Boston, you know, currently I'm engaging with a lot of accounts on Instagram um, in preparing that I'm going to be asking a lot of people to get coffee with me. Um, Because I really, as much marketing that you can do online and social media, everything like that, like just pure recommendation from one person to another for my business, I mean, that's that's the best client that I could get is someone Mm. recommending me. Um, And so that's why I think in-person connections are far more important than just an Instagram following. That's hugely important and obviously Mm -hmm. like a lot more work too, but it sounds like it really essentially pays off. And that's so smart of you to like know where you're headed. Um, I mean, people usually laugh at me because I'm always like, I like to plan my life a year in advance. (laughs) Like one year from today, I know where I am, what I'm going to be doing. Um, but I love to hear that somebody else is kind of in that mindset too. It yes. makes me feel like a little more valid. So thank <laughs> you for that. You're not crazy. <laughs> I feel crazy a lot, but I, I mean, sometimes, or I would argue actually most of the time that, um, that pays off. So it's super, super great to hear from you. Um, and I want to sort of transition a little bit to start to talk about the like actual like work that you're doing, like in person, like when you are doing a shoot and what is going like through your mind? Because um, I think whether people have like the resource of a outside photographer or not when they're starting a business and the majority of the people listening to the podcast and the show are young creatives who are looking for bits and pieces that they can take and implement um, into their own strategies. Um, Because I I wanted to kind of dive into, I don't want to ask you the question, like what makes a great photo? Because that probably makes you roll your eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to kind of work around that and see if we can get a deeper um, answer and like think about it a little more because inevitably starting a business like you got to have like the photos and like social media is such a foundational aspect Mm -hmm. of starting a business too like creating that content and I mean you are a queen of content creation (laughs) so um and just having a very clear brand like I know like your feed is just it's such a warm sort of tone and like the editing and I want to eventually get there too I'm sure you get a lot of questions about um that and I want to dive in but specifically uh, we can start here when you're working with somebody like what is like going through your mind and maybe most specifically we can start with like how do you make like a subject feel comfortable with you especially if you're like new to photographing them yeah that's such a great question and I think it's something a lot of people think about and maybe struggle with when they're first starting out because it is daunting to a stick a camera in someone's face and be mm-hmm. be the person who's getting a camera stuck in their face. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that the for me, the way I'm able to capture my clients in an authentic way and the reason that they feel comfortable with me is because I go into every session with the goal of getting to know the person. Um, and having really good conversations with them, not just small talk, because I'm genuinely interested in learning about them and learning about where they come from and like how, like how they live in this world and everything like that. Because like, if, if they can feel comfortable with me and we can learn about each other and learn from each other, then I know that they're not even going to be thinking about the fact that I'm, you know taking photos in between our conversations. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that that is just also what makes me enjoy it so much is that on top of photography, maybe what I enjoy almost equally is getting to know people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like every session is so enjoyable for me. Um, yeah. And on top of that, like if you're telling someone's story through photos, that's like, uh, like obviously like a photo doesn't like come with a cap like it's not like Instagram like where you mm-hmm. have a caption and stuff like that but you're delivering them a gallery of all these photos it's not like you have you know some paragraph where you can write all this text and so, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense like you you really have to tell their story and especially when it comes to couples like capture like the subtle moments in between them and that's only going to happen by asking them about their love story how they met how he proposed mm-hmm. when they moved in together like you know, about how, like, maybe they've traveled together, different things like that, because that what is what, like, gets them to, like, emote, and that's how you can capture those feelings. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, I love, I love hearing about that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also, like, as you're saying that, like, another question pops into my mind of, like, how do you balance, and maybe this isn't an issue at all, <laughs> um, but how do you balance, like, the thought of, like, what they want out of the shoot and what their vision is versus like what you think looks best and what you know they're going to like but if they're like super adamant about like what they want out of it like right or do you like I don't know do you work to make them think what you want is what they want or do you just like fully embrace what they want because it's their story but also but then it's your work so I'm like super interested if or I don't know, is that thought? No, you're actually your touching upon you're touching upon a controversy in the photography industry. Oh, really? Wait, maybe I know more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually touching upon something that's pretty controversial in the photography community. And it basically, like you're as an artist who has clients, you obviously have your own vision, and then they have this idea of what they want in their head. And you have to somehow merge those together. But what you want out of it is not as important. Mm. Because this is, you know, a paying client who's paying you to capture their story. And you shouldn't be projecting anything onto them. You should be capturing them as they are. If they're super loud and giggly, then why would you try and capture super intimate moments of them and try to like um get them to like get all teary-eyed if that's not yeah. who they are yeah you know? or why try to create something that like isn't there when your role is just to show the authenticity that it, I don't know that exactly is, is only captured in those moments where people don't feel like there's a camera on them right and so I think that there's a lot of talk too in the industry about your who's your ideal client mm-hmm. you know and I mean, at the end of the day, it should it should be, oh, my ideal client is anyone who's willing to invest in me to photograph their story. Yeah. And so that is an overarching idea. But then when you look into the specifics of it, every company has, I mean, I studied advertising in college, like every company has a target audience that they're trying to reach, right? And so what's made me capturing people's stories easier is marketing myself toward a specific audience. So when they hire me, our visions 
are more aligned, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm, I, I don't want to be hired by someone who's looking for preppy, bright and airy photos, um, vineyard vines and boat shoes kind of like situation (laughs) that like, and there's no judgment in terms of like, you know, Mm -hmm. people who love vineyard vines, but me personally, like I, my client is more like boho neutral tones, um, kind of vibe. And so like the more I find clients like that, that line up with my ideal vision, like when those merge, the photos are like my favorite photos ever. Yeah. And I, that takes a lot of maturity too. Cause it sounds like you're touching on the point of like realizing that you, you are the right photographer for an audience. And then therefore like sometimes like you're not the best photographer for like mm-hmm. a certain audience. Um, but not only does that show like a respect for your client, that shows a huge amount of respect for you yourself too, mm. knowing that like, this is the work that not only you want to do, but the work that I can do best. Um, which is probably really difficult to like turn down an, an opportunity that maybe um, would be great to do, but just knowing that like, okay, maybe this wouldn't be like, I don't know your vision. Mm-hmm. I guess you measure like the ultimate success of your work is if the satisfaction of the customer or the consumer, or the client, of course, but it's also like your own sort of like self pride too. Cause it all comes down to like, this is like your passion. Um, and it's, using your voice and your outlet of expression through somebody else's story, which is why I think photography is so confusing and I have no idea how they teach it. Like (laughs) (laughs) I think like a photography class would be so overwhelming for me just because like, I don't know how, like isn't every just client like different in what they want? Yeah. I think, well, when it comes to photography classes, I've never seen, I've, I've never taken, because I have taken photography classes before, and it's all very um, technical. Hmm. And so when you're, and this is like a problem I actually think I see with, with like the education when it comes to photography, like especially if you're going to college for photography or even art school in general, like I noticed this, and which is one of the reasons I chose not to go to art school is because there's a lack of teaching people how to be a successful business person mm-hmm. or like artists as like, you know, having an art, an artistic business. Yeah. Um, because you can be an amazing artist, but never get any work because mm. you don't know how to, you know, angle yeah. that. You've heard Rachel's amazing story. Next, we're going to dive into the business side of things. So stay tuned. Give me 30 seconds. We'll be right back with some more groundbreaking. Inspiration can come from truly anywhere. And if you're at all like me, you're always searching for it. One of my favorite outlets to discover my next passion project is NC Magazine, a blog run by creatives for creatives on all things modern entrepreneurship. From the latest tips on productivity to sharing young creatives just like our show does, ncmag.co is the place to find just what you're looking for. You can also order their brand new second issue online. And if you're at all interested, listen to episode three, where I talk to the founder of NC Magazine, Nia Chantal. It's an episode you cannot miss. Welcome back to Groundbreaking. So glad you're still with us. Now, we've talked about how 
photography is Rachel's passion and what she's invested so much of her time in, but it comes to a point where you have to learn how to make it a business. That's what we're going to dive into next. Stay tuned for some more Groundbreaking with Rachel Liner. It kind of like sucks that like the success of your artistry is kind of dependent on like how you can operate a business, which isn't like op- or running a business like isn't really the passion or like the goal or like that side of things, but it's, I guess it's mm-hmm. necessary. Um, so I love that you say the photography classes um, they were very, very like technical. And I always find it really interesting for, sorry, and I'm probably taken away from like the thought that you had. Um, so like, hold on to that. I want to hear the rest of it. But um, like, I know, like for me, like, I don't know, I took about like a month of guitar lessons to realize like, I didn't want to take lessons. I just wanted to do it, which like, okay, is very typical <laughs> for like any, like, I don't know, 10 year old boy like that. But like, the just like I just want to like get my hands on and like figure out what I want to do on my own like I don't want to learn other people's like songs and stuff so and I don't want to compare like my experience to yours because I know it's so different Mm -hmm. um of course there's a lot like similar there but also like I guess you can only can you like only learn so much from like those photography classes and the technical aspect I think it's really I actually think a lot of photographers are self-taught and I think that's so amazing to have that motivation whether you're self-taught or not I think the technical part of photography is so much more important than people like put, give it credit for um because at the end of the day like because we live in this modern age where the barriers to entry for becoming a photographer is so low because anybody can go out and buy a DSLR camera and a great lens and stuff like that but if you don't understand the rules. Hmm. I mean, there's, there's a great quote and I, I don't know if I'm going to recite it properly, but it's like, <laughs> like true art is knowing the rules, but, but break no knowing them and then knowing you're breaking them. Does that make huh. sense? Yeah. So it's like, if you don't know the rules, how can you break them and create, you know, unique art? It's like Picasso. Like if you ever look at Picasso's earliest paintings, like he is a true trained artist. And then he went totally like, you know, you look at Picasso's work and you're like, oh, like that is some like modern contemporary kind of work. But that's not his background. And so for me, like I have a very technical background, but I had to kind of create my own vision and like learn how I wanted my aesthetic and like, you know, personal photography style to be yeah after learning the technical aspect if that makes sense uh-huh so like do you think you've had have you had your picasso moment where you sort of like <laughs> <My> just... Picasso <laughs> moment. i think i'm still learning and growing but i think i've as always everyone always is but i think in the last two years i've like kind of settled into this idea that whatever i do i want the core of it to be um happy if that makes sense yeah um I just love the idea of reflecting the beauty that I see in others or in the world back to them or you know capturing when I'm traveling capturing just like the happiness that I see in the world and so I think that no matter what field I'm working in like I feel like I can I can like put it under that umbrella if that makes sense no I I totally hear you and I love that and you mentioned a little bit earlier, but like this, the desire to travel and such. And I feel like you're always, 
you're always on the go. And what's so cool about the work that you do is it can be done from like anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. And I think you always post like, this is where I'm going to like be during like these times, right? Yeah. I, I love that. So when did it get to the point or I don't know, maybe was this right off the bat as you were starting, like, like that you were like, okay, I can, I can go travel. Like, why don't I, I don't know, or I guess where, what have you, where have you traveled to, to work? So, so it's kind of so rewarding for me because when I first started my business, it was to be able to like pay for my own travel. Mm -hmm. But now I'm getting to this point where like people are literally paying me to travel and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's like, such a dream. <laughs> yeah. And so that's honestly been so, I mean, just leaves me kind of speechless. Like the first, so the first time I ever like traveled for work, um, like the only reason that I went was for the purpose of like the of photography was I photographed a wedding in Tuscany actually like a year ago from this week what so <laughs> which was like the, my like dream come true and so like but aside from that a lot of what but the way you get to um traveling for work is by kind of I don't want to say deceiving people but like convince convincing people that you already do hmm. <laughs> so that's why you see me you know posting always my travel dates and I do do a lot of I have a lot of work um, in other places, but that's because I will plan a trip and then like plan, get, like get photography jobs afterward. Huh, I see. With the end goal in mind that eventually people will start to like pay me to go. Yeah. <laughs> if that well, makes sense. Yeah. What a great, what a great stepping stone. How, how do you decide like where, where to go? Is it like, are you places where like, you feel like there is gonna be business or like places that you just want to like travel to? Um, no, it's usually just places I want to travel to. <laughs> and then, but usually the place I want to travel to are super like photogenic and I'm going because yeah. I like want to see the landscape and the culture and everything like that. But I mean, I just like love, I, I feel the most inspired. And I think this goes for a lot of people, like when I'm experiencing new things or seeing new places. And so that's like kind of the motivating desire behind, you know, wanting to travel. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And I mean, gosh, like what a, what a dream scenario to just that being like, you have to like go to work. I mean, I don't know when you had to go to Tuscany, did you just like tell everybody like, <laughs> Oh, like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm going to be gone this week. I actually have to go to Tuscany to shoot a wedding, but yeah. <laughs> I try to make it a little <laughs> bit more humble than that. Oh, really? See, this is, this is where people are going to start to realize that you're a lot like more professional than I am. Cause I would just totally make the biggest deal out of that. <laughs> that's so, that's so exciting. Um, I just want a really quick cheesy follow-up question. Um, where's like your favorite place that you've traveled or like, where like should I put on my travel bucket list? Oh gosh. You know, it's so hard for me to answer. It's always hard for me to answer this question because I feel like I've been to places that are so different from one another. It's like, mm -hmm. how could you literally compare? I mean, so my favorite place probably that I've been is Southeast Asia, just in general, the region. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think I could choose. I, I loved Thailand. I loved Vietnam. I don't think I could choose 
they're just gorgeous places. But then I also am in love with Spain. And so it's like, you can't even compare. Yeah, no, no way. Know? That's, but yeah. that's amazing. I love that. I, um, I went to Bali for the first time last year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was that just like, I mean, maybe it sounds like you had that similar like mindset of like, like, wait, places this like beautiful exist? You, it's honestly mind blowing. You go and you're like, I'm like, Dorothy, I'm not on Long Island anymore. <laughs> like, it is so far removed from anything you could imagine that you can't help but just be in awe. And, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like those like dreamy photos that you see like everywhere. You're like, okay. But then you show up and you're like, oh, wait, no, it's actually like this. There's no like extreme filter on this whatsoever. Yeah. Like, exactly. it's actually just this like insanely beautiful um where's where's like the one place now that you need to go like where have you never traveled to that would be like your dream like I don't right know. now I really want to go well obviously given the world's current situation we don't know mm-hmm. when we'll be in, you know. in the dream in a dream world the ideal in a dream world, world <laughs> my next two places that I really want to go are Morocco and Peru yeah that's such a good answer I've been, um, I've been wanting, I mean, you say Spain, it just reminds me like how badly, but like a Spain to like Morocco sort of like oh, journey yeah. would be insane. Would be insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, I can't wait to see those photos. Um, that'll be absolutely incredible. Um, as we start to sort of wrap up here, um, I like to end the show with two questions. Um, mm-hmm. And most typically I have like eight follow-up questions to these two questions. So there's going to be more than two questions just to prepare no you for that. <laughs> we got a little off track, so I can talk more about photography. <laughs> it's like a selfishly me too. I just like, I want to know. I think after being like cooped up for months too, like uh-huh. just like, w- like I just need to go like somewhere. I'm like so desperate just to yeah. book a ticket like anywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the first question I want to start to transition to the end of the show with is what I like to ask everybody. And it's... Um, it's very much up to you, but like if you were to close your eyes and imagine like where your business is going to be and go and it can be tomorrow, it can be a week from now, it can be three months, a year, five years, 20 years, 50 years, however long. Um, I mean, in 50 years, I hope you would be like retired, like on the coast <laughs> of like or in Morocco or so. something like that. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe you'll still be creating then. Um I think like what 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 do you like see as your vision for that or like what's like the dream scenario that you want to manifest right now? Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Ideally in my life <laughs> in the next 10 to 20 years I just want to make sure that I, I, I don't even know the specifics of where my journey is going to take me because all I can tell you from the last four years of my life is that you never know what even meeting one person, what doors are going to open up for you. So I don't necessarily like to have such a clear path in terms of that. But as long as I'm continuously creating, um, working for myself and myself and not not get going out and getting a conventional job hmm. <laughs> and um just constantly pushing myself to grow and meet new people that is like all I could ask for myself and I know that's like cheesy but that's really just like my intentions 100% 
And on top of that, I also have this goal of not staying, not getting stuck in one place for too long. So I, I really want to live in, in, you know, at least like two to three cities, um, you know, after New York. And so I really just like want to hold myself accountable to accomplish that goal. I, I love that. And what's so great is the follow-up question that immediately popped into my mind was like, would you ever like take a job like being a photographer for like a larger sort of company that does like in-studio like sort of sessions? Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like you are very much somebody who loves to stick to their roots and knows so well what they're doing, which is so admirable. But um, and it's totally okay to say no. Like, I'm, I'm just curious, like, are you just, are you like, is what you're doing right now like is that do you is that where you want to be or like I know you want to work in different other cities and stuff like yeah. that I mean don't get me wrong I absolutely love the work that you do and I'm not trying <laughs> no, to like, tell not, you to do anything I'm, not offended at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm very open to working with bigger clients and growing my business in that way but I don't want to work like for any kind of company yeah i I, I like thrive on being able to create different things every time I wake up in the morning and go to work and I know myself and I would definitely start to feel complacent or bored with like creating for the same company over and over again. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. And mm-hmm. I feel like that makes, that makes a lot of sense compared like our whole discussion today. Um, that's like what I would expect from you, which is so great that you know where you're going and it shows that you're on the right track too which I love. Um, and the last question, probably not the last question, but um, <laughs> what I want to end with is, um, so for the people listening, they're probably people who want to create something on their own. And there may be even like some like future world renowned photographers listening, who knows? Um, what's like, so they've t- taken like an hour to listen to this show and hear your story and your advice. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next hour that they have, like, what's like some tangible, like, piece of something that they could do to like work and grow their brand and to give you like an example like a few other people have just said things like you know just like research what other people are doing and just write a list about what you like um and what you don't like too some other people are just like you know what take an hour to follow and figure out what accounts you want to sort of take for inspiration or work on a website those sort of things do you have like a piece of advice and it it can be totally broad too that's a-okay um, mm-hmm. but like, what's a tangible something or action that somebody could do? Ooh. The other people had really great answers so far that right? I probably would have given. <laughs> That's totally okay too. <laughs> no. Um, so I feel like my whole vibe when it comes down to giving advice to people for like pursuing the next step in whatever they're doing has to do with, you know, connecting with people. And I think that doors aren't just going to randomly open for you. You need to go out and seek opportunity. You can't ask for permission to create something because no one's going to give it to you. Hmm. So what I would say is not to just find these people that you are wanting to meet, but literally making a game plan for yourself for like who you're going to reach out to um, and what, you might want to ask them about um, and like literally like making that list for yourself because I mean, I wake up every morning and I make a to-do list and like, like if you like 
do that and hold yourself accountable to it, then like you will get things done. And I also feel like, where was it going with that? Ask people. <laughs> That's a great thought. That's a great answer. You can just like wrap it up too. Yeah. I, I know that I had another place I was going with that, but I can't <laughs> seem to think of what it was. Huh. Oh, I was, oh, what I was going to say is um, even though, you know, the world right now is kind of uncertain in terms of like you know, meeting up with people. I know that people listening to this podcast might be living in different places where, you know, the restrictions might be different. Um, I like while quarantine was like still in full effect a few months ago um, <laughs> was zooming with other photographers that I'd never met before and vendors within the wedding industry I'm just doing 45 minutes. I'd never met them before, spoke to them, um, even though we couldn't go get coffee. You know, it was mm -hmm. a great alternative. And so even if there's people that you want to meet who don't live in your city, like don't restrict yourself to just, you know, because if you live in like the middle of nowhere in, I don't know, Wisconsin, there might not be <laughs> a lot of people that you are interested in connecting nah. with. So I wouldn't restrict yourself location wise because there are still ways to connect as we've seen over the last year. Um, there's ways to connect over the internet, like zooming. Exactly. I, I, I love, I think that's a perfect, perfect note to end on. Um, mm -hmm. and kind of like we're doing right now, I think we're on, I think we're on opposite coasts right now, but like, yeah, I just totally, I love that we can make like things like this work. Well, you are so, so wise, whether you know it or not. Um, <laughs> and I hope you do. Um, and your work is absolutely stunning. I'll be sure to plug all of your work and your social channels on the outro of the show. So no need to, um, no need to plug anything just yet. I'll make sure I've got them all right. Um, and I'll be sure to get everybody following you because your work is incredible. Um, I can't Thank wait you. to continue watching what you create. Best of luck with your move to New York. Um, and I can't wait to say that I knew like the world's like greatest freelance <laughs> photographer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yes, thank you for having me. I don't know about you, but I loved hearing about Rachel's story today. If you weren't already hopping on Instagram during the show to check out all of her amazing content and work, you've got to right now, unless you're like driving or on a treadmill or something, maybe wait a few minutes. Um, you can follow Rachel at Rachel Liner Photo and check out all of her work at rachelliner.com. Definitely reach out to her too. I'm sure she'd love to have coffee with you. And let me tell you, the next episode is going to blow you away. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service and follow us at Friendly media that's frndly on all platforms you can also follow me at jake Burr music that's all for today see you next time for more groundbreaking